0: Previously on Cthulhu is Red.
1: And as you approach the booth, you feel your head get like a bit staticky. And the second you actually make it to the table, it snaps back to normal. As you hear a deep, smooth voice coming from the shadow saying, May I help you? You recognize this guy as the guy in your dream. If you go to what I am now calling Pancake Hut, which is the ice cream waffle house hybrid. They will have a full breakfast and ice cream. And I say we go there. And he reads this section of the book. Susie, you feel shifting all through your body as he reads the passage. There is crawling through your arms, your necks, your legs. Those small white worms pry their way from under your nails, out your ears, your eyes, your nose, and mouth. And then after he finishes reading, he's going to very quickly sweep the bags off of you, tie it up real tight and throw it into like his trash can and basically hand that to Yanrith. Everyone rolls sanity. Shocking, Susie's not gonna do well with this.
2: Yeah, she did kind of murder her girlfriends.
1: I mean, I failed my role, so that would be. Nope, nope, don't worry about that. Just play your character. Uh, Okay. Oh, no. You and your character, and then I have like, one of my icebreaker questions? What's in the trunk of your car right now? Branches for Gwen. <laughs> I have my answer.
3: Denise here. I I play Max, and I feel like Max would probably, at the current moment, um, would have dog food in their trunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm Melody, I play
2: Susie, and Susie doesn't own a car.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Harrison, play Janreth. Uh, Probably classified.
1: Yeah, I figured that would be your answer. <laughs> it's weed!
3: <laughs> he took my weed.
1: <laughs> the secret stoner this whole time wasn't Matt. I'm Jasmine. i really <laughs> like Gwyneth. I have a whole freaking tree We're in brothers. my trunk. we brothers. Heck God yeah, damn, man! New car. Life.
0: It's a government car.
2: He's already got busted for that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Same. When did the war on drugs start? That was the 90s, wasn't it?
0: Uh, no, because it was Nixon.
1: Oh, yeah, so probably 80s, yeah.
0: Wikipedia Jesus says, says the term was popularized shortly after July 18th, 1971. So. Yeah, so you guys are smacking Yays. it. The
1: government. Okay, so last session everything. you guys <laughs> successfully got the bugs out of Susie. Yay. Susie is in shock. Thanks to Dad. Yay, Thanks to dad. Max's dad. <laughs> so you guys are currently standing outside of Dr. Thornbush's office with a bag full of broodlings and a very traumatized poliath.
0: Hmm.
1: So food time. Sure. Nyanrith. And Gwyneth, roll me insight.
0: Uh, not 20 plus
2: one. This probably doesn't occur to Gwen,
1: but Yanrith, you know that your file had three other people in it that had the same issue as Susie. Uh,
0: yeah. Let's see if they're dead or not. <laughs>
2: See how their day's going.
0: Yeah. Mm. Pull up my my case file. Six
1: plus five, so eleven.
0: Yeah, so I have two ongoing and one yeah. redacted.
1: Redacted.
0: <laughs> Would I have any extra information on these people? Like, where they live?
1: Yes. You already know some stuff about them. And, like, where they live and whatnot.
0: Okay. Uh, we're still at, we're still in, are we still in his office? Uh, no, you
1: guys said goodbye and all that, so you guys are right outside his office, in the hall of Miskatonic.
0: I will, hmm, professor, there are two or three more cases like her, could we borrow you? Uh. For like a day.
1: (laughs) Uh, I, su- I suppose so. Uh, just give me one one minute, and I'll I'll meet you guys outside. And he's gonna, like, pick up the phone to, like, call somebody to, like, tell him he's leaving for the day. That he, like, doesn't feel well or whatever.
3: <laughs> Valid.
2: <laughs>
1: You're useful. Come with us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can we just pack you up in a bag and take you with us.
0: Get in a bag!
2: <laughs> You're our new friend. You're just so full of useful information. You're just jam-packed with it, come on!
0: Can
1: I have my ice cream now? <laughs> sure. So, he meets you up front.
0: Alright then. I forget what's our what's our transportation situation like.
1: You guys, I think you drove us. Yeah, you drove them there. Uh, in a DUA van.
0: So we don't have two separate cars right mm-hmm. now.
1: My car's got a tree in it. I would think my dad has a car. Yeah, he probably has a car.
3: Ice cream and pancakes.
0: I th- think me and your dad. Need to run some similar extermination errands. (laughs) Real quick. But I guess if you guys want to go get pancakes while we do that, that's (laughs) fine.
2: Susie's had enough horror for the day. She wants her ice cream.
3: Hey, Dad, can I borrow your car? Sure, kiddo. Nice. Let's go get pancakes and ice cream.
1: He's going to hand you the keys and, like, 10 bucks. Thanks, Dad. No problem, kiddo. Have fun. I shall. I'm gonna go do a horrible errand. Good luck, Dad. Thanks. He's gonna, like, awkwardly (laughs) walk (laughs) off with Yann I'm gonna
3: run to the car.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, first on my list is... Casey Jacobs.
1: She lives in... The Dunwich District, it's one of the closer ones to you. It'll probably take you like 15 minutes from where you are to get to there.
0: Where does Martin Filberton live? Martin
1: Filberton, which is quite a name, if I do say so myself, also lives in the Dunwich District. He is number 11, so he's like right across uh, that little gap. He's on the other side of Town Hall in the Dunwich District. In terms of houses, she is the closest to you because the other one is in Innsmouth District, which is all the way on the other side of town.
0: All right. All right, Kind of close to the, the dick farm. Genital farmland. So, Casey Jacobs, it's probably not your lucky day, but, you know, we'll see. We'll
1: find out. Yeah, so... Well, you drive there. I'm going to cut to the pancake boys.
3: (laughs) Pancake Uh, boys. I have a small request. Okay. Can this be my dad's car?
1: (laughs) Yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) Go for it. Nice.
3: It's a 70s
2: oldsmobile. (laughs) Susie's all scrunched up in the back because she's too tall.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Susie, you're like... Uh, your waist is having to be at, like, almost a 90-degree angle to fit in this car.
3: <laughs>
2: You're, like,
1: super hunched.
2: Just lay down
1: in the back.
3: Pancake and ice cream! Off we go. Is Susie,
1: like,
2: still bleeding?
1: Maybe a little bit. Not too bad. Just a little, uh, crusty.
2: If she is, I'll, like, give her some, like, band-aids to patch
1: her up. I mean, there's probably gonna be like dry blood under like her nails, and, like she didn't clean up, so she probably has. It's just leftover nail polish. Under your nail? It gets under there sometimes. It's hard to get out. <laughs> and like probably a little by your nose and ears and you know they came out of all your holes, except that hole, you mm-hmm. dirty horse. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> what about that other hole?
1: Not that other hole. <laughs> <laughs> Ouchie, Yankee! So, you guys drive like the seven-ish minutes from uh, Miskatonic to Pancake Hut. Pancake Hut. The three of you, you know, park at this cute little diner. Looks like your classic, classic diner. You like walk in and it's got, you know, red booths and shiny metal countertops lined with little stools. Tracker pattern floor wait staff is all in little aprons. Oh. Are you hiring? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not hiring. Oh. I'm going for it. <laughs> Plus all of that picture perfect shit. Uh, there is an ice cream case that stands right next to the register. Nice. It being fairly early in the morning. Like it's not a crazy early, but you know, it's probably like 8.30ish Uh, maybe 9 This place is decently Packed, but as you guys walk in There happens to be a family Leaving their booth over by the window Absolutely,
3: is it one of those corner ones Where it wraps around? We're gonna say yes
1: <laughs> Nice Those are the best ones Roll me in athletics To beat other people to the table <laughs> <laughs> Athletics or acrobatics, I will accept either
3: my
1: athletics is better. I'll go with the athletics. Ooh! Nineteen. Nice. You zoo. Max walks in and immediately clocks them getting up, waits, like, <laughs> the perfect amount of time, and then, like, dodges his way perfectly through the crowd, and sits down, like, just as the family is leaving. It's
3: <laughs> not the first time I've done this. <laughs> Susie waddles
1: on over, plops down, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you guys get situated in New Main and I'm gonna switch over to Gareth and Bruce. So, which place are you going? Are you going to Casey?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. You get to her apartment building, it's a pretty standard apartment building, and you find her apartment door.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to knock, I guess. There
1: is no answer.
0: Knock some more. Still no answer. Uh, check and see if the door's locked. Hi or hello. Hi, I guess. It is locked. Okay, then. What do I need to roll for unlock door? Because I have thieves tools and I'm proficient in them.
1: I feel like you roll, like, dex plus your proficiency.
0: 12 plus 3 plus 3 is 18.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a simple lock, and you can, after, like, a hot second, you wiggle it open.
0: Uh, right. And then I will roll perception, I guess. Yeah. 15 plus 3 is another 18.
1: Nice. Okay. So this apartment is fairly nice sort of classic 80s you know probably a shag carpet and some vibrant colors slash like vibrant accent colors but like a lot of brown it's like a nice apartment but you smell something that does not smell good it's like a one-bedroom apartment so you can like go around the apartment
0: this witch is dead
1: Bruce is following you, so after you smell something, do you want to say anything to him?
0: You might want to wait at the door. I'll call you if I need you.
1: Uh, He looks a combination of confused and
0: relieved as he waits by the door. Find that person.
1: With your 18, you look around and it being nice, you look and there's like food on the counter, a little bit, like, dishes that seem to have been sitting for a little longer than you would expect of a place that looks this well taken care of. Some dust has been collecting. It looks like it's been maybe a week since anyone has, like, been in here to clean or take care of things. You walk into the bedroom and find a bloated, decaying body surrounded by broodlings that have burrowed in and out of this girl's skin over and over through what you can guess based on your line of work uh, has been about three or four days. Change that to deceased. However, there is a weird thing. You notice that her body has been sealed. So like she's lying on the bed and she's hooded and gross. But over the top of her is a like very large glass dome. Like, you know, Snow White's case. It's like that, but less fancy. Roll me an investigation.
0: 14 plus 4 is another 18. Wow, you're all on it with 18. Apparently, it's all I it can roll.
1: You see on the nightstand there's a look that says like I'm in such pain. I've looked and there's nothing I can do. I know they're coming for me and I just have to accept it and it's from her. And you look around this equipment, and this dome seems to be like, maybe she set it up. Like, based on the note, you think maybe she put herself under it before she died, but there's no way a civilian could get this type of equipment. So somebody gave this to her.
0: Hmm. Any indication as to... Who would have given her glass Dome equipment?
1: Not that you can pin down. You can sort of deduce that maybe the person that gave this to her was either one of the two concerned about the broodlings getting out and assumed that they would eventually die in the Dome or wanted to save them to study.
0: Uh, so it's probably a DUA thing, would be my guess. Next, <laughs> next person.
1: Okay, you and Bruce leave this apartment complex. Bruce does not really ask any questions about it. He can probably figure it out for himself. You head over to Martin Filberton, and you make your way up to his apartment.
0: All right. A knock.
1: Roll Perception. Uh,
0: 11 plus
1: 3 is 14.
0: Ooh. You hear someone on the other side. Miss- Mr. Filberton.
1: You hear, like, very weak
0: groaning. Uh, Alright. 15 on pick lock.
1: It was already unlocked.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I waste some time.
1: <laughs> you, like, look at the lock for a minute, like... This is being weird, and you, like, try to unlock it, and then you unlock it again, and then you go in.
0: 15 plus 3 is another 18 on perception.
1: Well, it's not hard to see. There's this human boy, uh, probably, like, 30, so I guess not really a boy, he's really an adult, uh, Mm -hmm. lying on his couch, just clenching his stomach, It looks like he hasn't been able to get up from the couch in days.
0: Can I coast off of that Perception 18 to look for some more garbage bags?
1: Uh, yeah. You go into the kitchen, and you open a few drawers, and you find them.
0: Okay, I wrapped that boy in plastic. Hop to it, Bruce.
1: He's, like, in so much pain that he, like, can't even register what you're doing. Bruce opens to the page... It goes a bit quicker this time because he's already done it once. Like, he doesn't have to read through and find the page, but he casts the spell, and it does take maybe about 15 minutes of him reading it to get the broodling out of the boy. He goes through the same thing under the fingernails, out the ears, out the nose, all that horrifying stuff that I've already done. Susie was only, like, like, she was messed up and hurt, but a lot of her messed up was through how horrifying that was. And, you know, it hurt, but she was gonna be fine. This kid is in desperate need of medical attention.
0: Is, there a, is there a phone? Does he have a phone?
1: He has a phone, but it's disconnected.
0: If I look outside, do I see a payphone?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll say there's one out on the street.
0: I will use the payphone.
1: Who are you calling?
0: Um, probably the the DUA, I guess. Or just, or just nine one one.
1: Uh, pick one.
0: That would be nine one one.
1: Okay. So yeah, you call nine one one, and they send an ambulance. It'll probably take two or three minutes for them to get there, but it will not take
0: two. All right, next boy, knocking him off the list. Gabby Collins, redacted.
1: Uh, Are you staying until the ambulance gets there, or are you leaving? Sure. Okay. As the EMTs take him up, he like grabs your hand, a little, like, briefly as he's being rolled past on the gurney and he, like, whispers, thank you. And then he's driven away. <laughs> Bruce is very shaken, but he's gonna keep going with you because he's like, clearly we're doing something good, but I hate this. <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. You guys drive, like, another 12 minutes And get to Gabby. Uh, I'm going to say Gabby Collins lives in a little house.
0: So I'm going to hit him with another knock.
1: You get no reply.
0: Collins! Knock, 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 knock. No answer. Uh, Is the door unlocked?
1: (laughs) (laughs) This door is locked.
0: Oof. That one's rough. Uh, ten.
1: You try to unlock it, but there must be like a deadbolt or something, like a a chain or something maybe on the other side, and you like get it open, but it doesn't open. You can try to like strength, like shove it open.
0: Yeah, okay. I rolled a 12.
1: You jam your shoulder into this door, you know, how they teach it to, but you just bruise your arm.
0: Dang it. Um, the back door. Is there a back door?
1: Yep. Okay.
0: Take two. Thirteen...
1: Is it a sliding glass door?
0: Oh, right, yeah.
1: It's gonna be just a regular door.
0: Oh, okay. Cause that would've made my life easier. <laughs> 19. Un- unlock door.
1: This one. You are able to wiggle open. Throw me an investigation.
0: Fuck. That's a one. Or is it a seven? Nope, it's a one.
1: <laughs> this is a pretty nice house. You know, Gabby probably lives here with somebody. Somebody's been here recently. Uh, it's a bit messy, but, you know, you're not going to judge her for that. You know, there's nothing much here.
0: Do I smell anything? It
1: smells kind of nice to you. It's It looks a mess, but you know, Febreze commercial. That's no good. <laughs> you think maybe it was just like a clerical error, and maybe it was redacted because somebody's covering up their fuck up. And as far as you know, everything's fine.
0: Alright then, let's go get some ice cream. <laughs>
1: Uh, are you bringing the professor? Of course. Yeah. Yay. He deserves some ice cream after this. He sort of does a, well, I guess I've already called out of work. (laughs) Because you guys have all, this has probably taken you like, mm, half an hour, 45 minutes. Maybe, maybe an hour. So, you guys, you guys join the rest of them at the pancake cut. I'm going to say, all of you, all you Pancake Hut kids uh, already have your breakfast and are eating. So, all of you, any of you that care, can roll me a perception on on the diner.
2: Alright, I can finally roll a dice. Seven.
0: I am too focused on my pancakes. What'd you get? A one. Another one. (laughs) Oh my god, two
1: in a row, damn. I got a 4 plus 5, so 9. 23. Wow. You guys are loving these pancakes. Except for Max. Max is, like, too dead. And Bruce can't tell shit, because he also rolled a net 1. <laughs> Dear lord. God, these pancakes are so good. Uh, everyone is so, like, we're yes. Just, we're just gonna go with, I've already finished my pancake. <laughs> you, like, ate them up in, like, one fell swoop. Okay, so everyone gets this first bit, because it's really easy, except for Ynrith and Bruce, because they rolled that once. So, Susie and Gwen, in terms of just, like, looking around the diner, this is your pretty much standard morning crowd. Some people are in, like, business casual, having a nice breakfast before they, like, head off to work. Uh, They're at a table, there's like a group of like moms and they're like young kids who are meeting for breakfast. Some teenagers are getting some food before they clearly head to the beach for the day. You know, just sort of a standard diner crowd. Max is tuned in. You glance around the diner and you see all of these people. You're not really too fascinated with any of them. Uh, you look at one of the kids at the uh, that's gonna go to the beach and you're like, that dude has a cool shirt. Heck yeah, man. You just clock that as you're scanning. <laughs> you're like listening to your friends talk, but, you know, you're wandering. Your eyes land on a man in a black suit sitting at a bar. Sitting at the bar talking to one of the cooks. You can't quite see his face You maybe don't think too much of him Because there are people here that are clearly About to go to work So him being in a suit isn't too weird But something about him You just keep watching as he talks to this cook The cook is Nodding along and then out of the blue Just breaks away from the conversation Walks up to one of the waiters And just clocks the waiter right in the jaw Oh god This causes chaos to ensue For the waitstaff The man at the bar just kinda chuckles. Susie and Gwen, you can see that a cook has punched a waiter. Uh, Yanrith and Bruce aren't gonna notice at all. Some real good food. Max. Yes. You watch this man, like, chuckle, and you see the lights flicker just a little bit, and then, I don't know if you've felt this before, I don't remember but there's a static in your mind.
3: I think I had. I don't remember for sure, but I think that I had.
1: So you feel that familiar static in your mind, and it very quickly escalates when there's a sudden just pop where it snaps back, and all of a sudden that man is sitting at the end of your booth. Oh. You guys can all see that, because now there's a guy there. This is a big booth, since you guys have the corner booth, so you guys are like all in it, even though there's five of you, and this man is sitting, you guys did not see him pull up a chair, or even walk up, but he is sitting at a chair that's like pulled up at the end of the booth.
0: Huh?
1: Didn't there used to be five of us? What, who, who are you? You don't remember me? I thought our time together was so special.
3: It's been a long night.
1: There. Are you better now, kid? Physically?
2: Or mentally?
1: Mm. Let's, let's go with the physical.
2: I, I feel kind of sore, but I'm good. I think.
1: Well, that's good. It'll be interesting to watch. What? So how's it going, gang?
3: Is there, a, is there something we can help you with?
1: Eh. Just coming to see how it went don't really have anything much better to do. As he says that he's gonna like snap his fingers and you look back and the cook and the waiter that were fighting are now like hugging and like crying. What? Um <laughs> what, what is going on? I get bored. I mean me too, but is, is is this interesting for you?
3: What is what's your deal?
1: That's a complicated question you ask. What is anyone's deal? I mean, we're getting into philosophy, we're getting into some philosophy here, and I don't really have an interest in that.
3: So, how, how's about you tell us a little bit about yourself, now that we have this lovely opportunity?
0: That's all well and good, but we've tried these pancakes, man.
1: <laughs> Did Shigandrith
0: say that too? No. no. <laughs>
1: Max and Yandrith have had, like, a body-switching moment.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I want to make note that Max hasn't smoked in a little bit, so Max is a bit more in the real world. (laughs) That's why I recognize something weird happened.
1: Okay, yep. Uh, Do you want to roll me, like, a persuasion? Uh, 15. Mm. There's nothing really about me you need to know.
3: I feel like there's something you could tell us.
1: I mean, there are plenty of things I could tell you. It's just, is it more fun for me to tell you? Why are you here if you're not going to tell us anything? I don't understand. Confusion is fun for me. He snaps his fingers again and you see that the cook and the waiter are like now kissing. <laughs> and people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's too far, guys. It can go farther. No. (laughs) The man just like winks at you. To at least sort of answer your question. I'm here because you guys have made quite a stir in my community. And, you know, you've piqued my interest a little bit. Oh yeah? Is
2: your community hiring?
1: (laughs) I don't know how much you want to work for us. But I can make you a sweet deal.
3: Susie, think about this for a second.
1: (laughs) He's gonna, like, slip you a business card. If you want to keep those magical powers, maybe give me a call. Oh, yeah, I was wondering where those came from. Well, you may have pissed off the guy that gave them to you, so you might need a new source. And hey, I can give you a sweet deal. Wait, what did I do to piss him off? I I think it was everything we just did.
0: The worms are stupid, yeah. Mouthful of pancakes.
2: <laughs> Can I read the
1: business card? It says, like, the dark one, and then it has, like, a phone number. I, I slip it in my pocket. He, like, gives you a nod. So
3: is there anything else that you wanted to tell us, or were you just coming to say hi?
1: Mm-hmm. Some of both. I got one more thing if you guys are interested. If you guys are looking for something else to do. You've sort of already gotten the attention of, you know, the higher ups, if you get what I mean. What? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You know the the weird stuff that's happening here. I'm sure you all, at one time or another, have noticed this town is mm, sort of peeking on weird, weird shit. Yeah. Left my car in a perfectly normal spot, and now it's in... Fine. Go on. Yeah. That's just what she's like. Anyway, you guys, for whatever reason, are already sort of sucked into this world. I... And clearly, at at least somewhat, you seem to be able to handle yourselves. So... I can handle my worms like I handle my alcohol. Not well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I might be willing to tell you some of the weirder things that go on. You guys want to help people, I could hook you up. Otherwise, you know, there will just be anarchy with no conflict. An anarchy with no conflict isn't really chaos, if you want my opinion. Anyway, I can give you guys this information. You can do with it what you will. There have been some odd creatures uh rummaging around in the whole farmlands. Do with that what you will. Uh I think they're called cows. I'm interested. (laughs) He just makes a like really face at you but you also like can't see his face so it's weird how you can like sense the vibe from
2: she's not being a smartass
1: here she's she's being serious
2: I know (laughs) do with that what you will do what with a
1: cow are we going cow tipping why should we trust you (laughs) with that you feel the status re-enter your mind, and he's gone just as quickly as he was there.
3: Yeah. This is where Max finds out what happened to- or what happened to their mom. The fun adventures of Max, and the horrific past. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I, I also kind of like the idea- for that particular interaction, I kind of like the idea that Everybody else is like, oh yeah, weird things have been happening. And Max is like, this is all
1: normal. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is all standard shit for me. Susie Sanchez. What? I need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw. I don't like that. Mo, well,
3: you did kind of take a business card from what's basically our bad guy.
2: I need a job, man. <laughs> Ooh,
1: 19. Nope. (laughs) You feel something scurry up your leg. What the frick is that? Oh god. Are there rats in here? You bat at it, and you feel two more scurry across your feet. You look down, and there's nothing there. When you look back up, everyone's gone not only are you alone at your booth but you look around and all the tables are empty the wait staff is gone the cook and the waiter having their complicated relationship hashed out are gone (laughs) there's not even cars driving by out the window uh you close your eyes and rub them for a second and you hear a voice whisper why susie You open them up and you see a beaten and bloody Oriana sitting across from you. Why? She whispers again. You feel more scurrying, this time all over your body. Every inch is covered. You blink again and when you open your eyes, this time everything's back to normal. There are cars driving around outside. The cook and the waiter are having it out (laughs) in a variety of positive and negative ways. Tables are full of happy diners and your booth is full of your new companions.
3: Uh,
2: Yay, psychosis. I think she would just... I don't know what she would do there. Just sit there very still. Honestly, yeah, just like... what, What just happened?
1: What do you guys want to do? You guys have finished up your pancakes and you still have, like, two or three trash bags full of worms should probably get rid of those.
0: The DUA on at least one of them.
1: Susie's
3: crying. Slightly. That's what she's doing.
0: Is there a payphone?
3: Could I perception check to see if I caught whatever happened to Susie? Like if I could see that something was happening to her while she was sitting next to us? You can roll an insight. Or that. Twenty non-natural.
1: I'm not high right now. <laughs> Max, you you clock into the fact that Susie is experiencing PTSD-like symptoms.
3: Mm. Uh. Susie, you okay?
2: Um. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. Do we need Do we need to go? I don't know.
3: Go where? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that true. <laughs> I say we finish up and
1: get moving. Okay. Yeah, only a perception to find your payphone.
0: Twenty. Natural.
1: Uh yeah, there's a pay there's a payphone like right outside the diner.
0: I'm gonna call James.
1: It rings and there's no answer. And you hear like a
0: I'm gonna leave him a quick update and then hang up.
3: Um, as soon as Yanrith as soon as I notice Yanneth, I walk to him and let him know that Susie is not having a good time and we should probably keep an eye on her, but in like a hush-hush tone.
0: Noted.
2: Susie kind of wants to go home, but she
3: also doesn't. Yeah, home would not be a good place for you. So. <laughs> Susie wants her cat. That's what she wants.
0: Collect the cat and leave it at Max's house.
3: I was I was gonna suggest that, and then I thought about it. It was like the cat wouldn't like Martha, though. <laughs> Who knows? All right, should we should we go to Susie's house and gather certain belongings, and then drop it off at my house? So, like, change of clothes, that kind of stuff. That'd be nice.
0: Sure.
1: Alright. Uh, Bruce is gonna be like, Well, kids, I'm glad I could help. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to work. I only, I only took the morning off.
3: Oh, yeah. I hand over dad's keys. Here you go, dad.
1: (laughs) Thanks, kid.
3: Thanks for your help.
1: No problem.
0: Why do you have a different voice when you talk to your dad?
3: cuz I have a really strong relationship with my dad so uh
1: see see you guys and he's going to drive off
3: I wave bye he
1: waves back <laughs> Okay so you guys have three bags of worms and a heart full of dreams <laughs> So you guys are going to Susie's
0: Yeah Yeah
1: in your government van Okay takes you, like, 15 minutes to get there.
2: Okay. I'm gonna go in and get a change of clothes. A couple of little, I guess, knickknacks that I like that are in the house. You need us to help you carry things? That would be nice. Could, could one of you get the cat food out of the pantry? I'll go get it. Thanks. And I just kinda look around for uh, my little kitty. Where is he at?
1: He's hanging out in your bedroom. When you open the door, I'm gonna say he trots up and like, meows at you. And like, rubs on your leg. Hey, Sam. How
2: you doing, buddy?
1: He meows again. And maybe purrs a little bit. And he speaks English.
2: Hello, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get his crate and get him snuggled up in there.
1: You guys, it probably takes you uh, are you all helping? Yeah. Okay, with all four of you like gathering up stuff, I'll say it takes you fifteen minutes tops to get all all our stuff into the car because like you're just grabbing like clothes and the stuff for the cat, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it doesn't take you too long to get it into the van. Are we
2: heading to Max's place now?
1: Actually, hold on. Roll me animal handling to get Zim in the carrier. You're just doing this because you know what Pippin would do. I know what cats are like. 18. (laughs) He fights you just a little bit at first, but he's a pretty well-behaved cat.
2: I I would prefer not to, but fine
1: you you get him in there. This mm-hmm. isn't this isn't my favorite, <laughs> but whatever. I put
2: like a treat in there and he's like, "Oh, fine. I can
1: be one over." <laughs> well, you're packing up your stuff. I'm going to say you're in your bedroom like getting some clothes and you, you see the picture on top of the dresser of you and Oriana.
2: I just kind of look at it for a minute. And then I reach into my pocket where I had the little ring case that I've been carrying around with me and I put it beside the picture frame.
1: And I just kind of leave it there. Okay, I'm gonna say your your stuff is all in the car, you got your cat, you got your belongings. Cat food. Cat food, (laughs) important toiletries, you know, whatever you need. And with that heartbreaking statement, I think I'm gonna call it.
0: This episode was produced and edited by Meriwether Minix. The intro and outro were composed by Jasmine Blackman. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at CthulhuIsRad, all one word. Or email us at CthulhuIsRad at gmail.com. You can listen to us on any podcast app, and we would greatly appreciate the time if you would give us a rating and a review.